Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everybody? Happy Friday. We got a great episode of Flippin' Bats coming at you today. Panic or patience with all the remaining playoff hopeful teams and their percentage chances of making the playoffs. We'll go through all that, and I'll tell you whether I'm panicking or patient about that team. We also have one of my favorites, things that makes you go, hmm. We also got Immaculate Grid, we got Tale of the Tape. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about today, and Alex is losing it because apparently my hmm was too hard, but let's get to it. Fly ball, onto the track, at the wall, it's gone! Home run! Turns on a ball, deep right field, and gone! What a game, what a moment. I also think I might have said things that makes you. That's what me. I was like, we're just going to let it. Every, it's Friday. It's we Friday. Everything has Friday. an ass. Things that makes you go. Yeah, hmm. I was like, that's something I would say. But uh, wrong but strong is always the motto, and you just yeah. powered through, and that's powered all through. you can do. Happy Friday, everybody. This one's going to be a lot of fun, as Friday episodes sometimes just get off the rails. Yep. And we got things that make you go, hmm, which there is always go. a fun favorite segment of mine. And uh, yeah, we got. Alex, uh, just over a week left. It's crazy. Like three series left for every team, which it's, I can't believe we're already at this point. Like we obviously have the top dogs already clinched the playoff spot, but I think the most exciting part are these little races. We got a couple divisional races. We have the wild card race, which is going to be crazy. So we're going to go through kind of these last teams that are almost in, have the possibility of, being in, and you're going to tell me if you're panicking or if you're going to be patient for these last three series for these teams. All right, let's do it. Let's get started with your Astros, who have a 90.6 percentage probability of getting into the playoffs. Are you panicking or are you being patient? I am panicking if I am the Houston Astros. 90.6% chance of getting into the playoffs. They will get into the playoffs. But... They had every chance to win the division and did not take those chances and run with them. And if they do not get in from winning the division, that's when I would be worried about my World Series pick from preseason of the Astros winning. They need that two seed. They need the home field advantage. They need the ability to, they they need the home field advantage at least until the ALCS. Uh, They need that buy, I think, to be able to set up their pitching. Uh, I just, the Astros are going through it a little bit. Yeah. Um, they do have a three-game set with the Royals. Seattle. Royals, Seattle, and Arizona. Yeah. They, they need to They need to figure, they need to sweep the Royals. Mm-hmm. They need to win the division. If they do not win the division and they get in via the wild card, I would be worried. And I am worried about them winning the division because of everything that's transpired over the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm panicking. They're not playing great baseball. It was a good series against the Orioles. They won the last game. Uh, all the games in there were, you know, it was a 
good competitive series. Could be an ALCS preview. Yeah. But they need to win the division and lock in that two seed for sure. And I'm a little worried about it. Shocking. I didn't think you were going to panic about the Astros. Okay, let's get to our next team, the Blue Jays, who have a playoff probability of 84%. So when it comes to the Blue Jays, I am also panicking. Alex, can you tell me the remaining teams they have to play? So they're at Tampa Bay, and then versus the New York Yankees, and then versus Tampa Bay. So that is not the easiest remaining schedule. And a lot of these teams that are fighting for an American League wildcard spot, uh, some of them are going to be facing each other, but the Blue Jays are going to be facing the Rays a lot. And then a Yankees team that, you know, you never know what you're going to get. But not an easy, not a like cakewalk of of an opponent by any means. Mm -mm. So, yeah, if I'm the Blue Jays, specifically because of how tight everything is and who you have to play. Because the Rays ain't going to let up. The Rays are still hoping to, to win the division. Yeah. The Rays are going hard. The Rays are the better team. The Rays have been playing well all year long. They're going to be that top wild card spot unless they can pass the, the Orioles. That remaining schedule scares me if I'm the Blue Jays. I'm panicking there. It's going to be tough. I mean, they have been good their last 10 games. They're 6-4, and four, and they're on a four-game win streak. So... You just kind of have to hopefully ride that momentum if they want to keep it going. Just feeling it out as we go through. I feel like with how close everything is and how many games are left, I think I might panic a lot more often than I'm going to. I mean, all these teams in theory should be panicking. I'm like, breathe over there, Ben. (laughs) Breathe. Okay, let's get to our next team, the Rangers. They have a 65.5% playoff probability. I think the Rangers get in. Sure, I would be panicking, but for the sake of not saying panic for every team on here. Say panic. Freak out. I, I mean, all of these Freak American out. League teams, I would, I would, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. I'm absolutely panicking. <laughs> Thank if you. I'm the, be honest. You have six, seven games. There, there's a lot of games left against the there Seattle is. Mariners. Two of their remaining three series are against the Mariners, um, and, and it's all going to come down to that. If you split... It's okay. If you lose it, you're, you're, you're done. You're going to be yeah. out because then you're not going to win the division. The Blue Jays will stay ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so a split is not what you want, but it would be okay. Uh, but unless they win, and, and, unless they win more of those games, I, I just think this is all hands on deck. The schedule makers, as I said yesterday, deserve a lot of credit for how this all played out. This is crazy. Yeah, Especially for the Rangers and the Mariners. Because yeah. it's going to come down to these, these two series, the last two of the three series. Who, yeah. wins this, who wins these series is going to most likely move on to the playoffs. Yeah, so I am, uh, I'm panicking if I'm the Rangers as well. All right, well, let's talk about the Mariners. Panic! <laughs> Full panic. <laughs> and they have a lesser probability, 59.9% playoff probability. Full panic. Uh-huh. Again, it's the same thing. Yeah. We, you know, there's nothing I can say here that I didn't just say. They're playing the Rangers. You're a half game out of the division. You're you're sitting on that wild card spot with the Rangers. Yeah. Look, all these teams we mentioned, Blue Jays, Rangers, Mariners, they all have over a 50% chance of making the playoffs, and one of them is not going yeah. to make it. The Blue Jays are, what was their percentage? 84. The Blue Jays have an 84% Rangers, chance. 65. Rangers at 65. And the Mariners, Mariners are at 59.59. And one of them is not going to make it. Yeah. And the fact that the Blue Jays are as high as they are, even though it's as close as it is, I, I think they should all be like 50-50. Yeah. Make it all. 
Well, technically it shouldn't be because two of the three will make it. So obviously it's better than 50-50 odds. They should all have a 75% chance of making the playoffs right now (laughs) is where it should be. And they should all be panicking because any loss right now essentially feels like the end of your season. Every loss from here to the end, if the Mariners or or Rangers or Blue Jays have a loss, it's just going to feel like, well, that's it. It could be. That's it. And it it very well could be. Yeah. So I'm panicking all the American League teams. Is that the last American League team? That's the last American League team. Panic. All of them. Okay. Let's move to the National League. The D-backs have a playoff probability of 84.7%. They made a huge jump in the last day or two. I'm being patient. I think they're in. I think my preseason bold, bold prediction of the D-backs getting into the playoffs will come true. I think they get in. They've been playing really well lately. They have. Five-game win streak. Yep. Corbin Carroll, first rookie ever. Yep. In the history of history. Yep. To go 25 and 50 in a season. Uh, MVP CC. Big fan. Big fan. Friend of the pod. Uh, yeah, you know, like obviously, if there's one team that I picked to not, pay, I will say it's the D-backs. I think they're in second. They've been playing really well. Their last three series: Yankees, White Sox, Houston. How are you feeling about that? White Sox love. Yes. Yankees, you never not know. great. Astros don't love. No, that's gonna they're, be they're gonna beat up on playing their, for their lives. Yeah. <sighs> I know. I'll stick with patience. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the Cubs, who have a 45.9% playoff probability right now. Yeah, I'm panicking. Uh, I, I worry. Yep, I worry. Okay. No, no I, I worry about them. I worry. Justin Steele the other day coming off a really tough start on Wednesday yeah. against the Pirates. They needed him. Not just, you know, that that cemented, that was the end of the Cy Young conversation, but they needed that win. Mm-hmm. And pitching pitching scares me a little bit. Uh, yeah. Three and seven, their last 10 games, not great. Three and seven in their last 10? Yeah, I'm panicking. It's it's there for the taking. Yeah. But, man, it hasn't been pretty lately. And and their last three series versus Colorado at Atlanta at Milwaukee. Yeah, Atlanta Atlanta and Milwaukee is not going to be. They got to do their damage. They have to sweep. They have to sweep Colorado. You say it's at Colorado or home? Uh, Home versus Colorado at Atlanta That's good. We'll see. Yeah. You got to sleep Colorado at home. You do. All right, let's move on to the Marlins, who have a 46.6% playoff probability. Panic. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely panic. Uh, you're on the outside looking in. Yep. So it is no longer at this point in your own control. No. Because, you know, all of these teams for everybody above you is win or lose, you know, win or go home, it feels like. So it there's is. no, like, there's no let up. There's no controlling your own destiny when you're on the outside looking in. Uh, they have, I believe it's a fairly favorable schedule. What yeah, is it? versus Milwaukee, at Mets, at Pittsburgh. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I mean, if they can handle their business, I think there's a, you know, somebody in front of them will drop a couple games and you're able to get in. And they yeah. finally, they got Jorge Soler back. Um, you know, they they do enough offensively. I, I don't think we've talked enough about the Josh Bell pickup for them. And he was not good in Cleveland. But he's been huge for them in that lineup. Uh, Jazz Chisholm, put some bubble wrap on that guy and let him go play because that lineup needs him and he is so much fun. And when he's in that lineup, it makes them totally different and more dynamic. The loss of Sandy Alcantara sucks. Yeah. But to be honest, the the Marlins weren't here this year because of him. He was not having the same year that he was having as a Cy Young winner the year before. 
Uh, it's those other young arms that have really stepped up for them. Uh, I think they can do it, but I'm obviously panicking because they're on the outside looking in. When you say Jazz put bubble wrap on him, I could actually see him like fashionably wearing that and oh, have it be great. cool and it would start a new trend. Yeah, he would look great. I'm into that. Okay, we got one more team. The Reds, a 20.7% playoff probability. Are we freaking out? I'm so disappointed. We're freaking out. The Panicking. Reds on Wednesday yep. had it mm -hmm. against the Twins. It was such a big game for them. A home game, Hunter Green went out and punched out like 100 guys in his start. He ended up cool. with, I think it was 14 punch outs. Yeah. He was throwing 101 miles an hour out there. I mean, he was dominant and they were dominating that game, but the Twins just stayed in it and then the bullpen blew it late and that just felt like, it felt like the end of their season. And I know they're only, they're, they're not a far out. A game and a half. They're, yeah. Out of a wild card spot and a favorable last three series versus Pitt at Cleveland at St. Louis. Yeah, well, that's why I picked them a couple weeks ago to get in is because yeah. of their remaining schedule. And they just, <sighs> I'm obviously panicking here. I'm full-blown panic. I mean, Ellie's, Ellie's been really struggling lately. Mm -hmm. Ellie De La Cruz, they need Matt McClain back. Uh, they need, you know, like the pitching staff, Hunter Green, Hunter Green over the last like four starts has looked really good. But the bullpen is a problem. Alexis Diaz blowing the save the other day on, on Wednesday. The, the bullpen's a big problem. This has been a successful year for the Reds, but nobody wants to hear that, right? There's nothing worse than hearing like, well, you overperformed what you're supposed to. No, I they mean, have, they're young. They had the most exciting rookies in the league, group of rookies in the league. Great. They yeah. should have made the playoffs. They should have. And I don't think they're going to look back. could that be a rookie thing? Like, again, this is, like, this is their first time in this situation, Absolutely. first time having yeah. this experience. And I mean, it, that, that's why it's experience matters. Yeah, and that could be an Ellie thing. Like, Ellie could be trying to do too much right yeah. now and trying to carry the team. Like, it absolutely could be happening because of the rookies. I'm just saying, I can't look at this season. When this season's over for the Reds, I'm not going to look at it and say, well, they weren't even supposed to be there, so great. No, I will say the, the future is here for the Reds. Yeah. And this was exciting to see. The future is bright. But they, they didn't take advantage of what was right in front of them. Hopefully, they learn from that. But And this is, again, assuming if, if they don't get yeah, in. Yeah, they still but, have a 20.7% probability. Some would say that's less than a quarter of a chance of getting in. It is. Some might say that. But you're that. saying there's a chance. I, I just think if, if they were able to get in, I think that does so much for their growth and development. Will they win the World Series? No, they won't, Alex. Mm. But if they can get in— But also, for this feeling of not wanting to be here again— and blowing it at the end of the season can also be a good lesson moving into next year. I disagree. Like, look, you got to be able to get over that hump. Of, like with the Braves with the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. They were they couldn't get over. And then they got them up 3-1, and then they blew the lead. And then it's in your head of like, we can't get over that hump. And then they were finally able to do it. And then the next time they played them, they did it again because they know they can do it and they've been there. Right now, it's like, okay, we're on the doorstep, but we're crumbling. We're falling apart. They're rookies, though. This is the first time they're experiencing this. They're adults. They're 20-some-year-old men. I'm in the big are, leagues. I agree, but you could learn a lot from getting into the playoffs, and you could also take the rookie conversation in a different direction. They're too young to even know what they're caught up in. They're just going out and having fun and playing baseball. I would love to see the Reds get in because I think it would do so much for their growth and development of these, of these young players. And I'm worried they're going to be on the outside looking in. But again, there's always things you can take. And of course, there's a lot of positives from this season. I'm a big fan of the Reds and what they're doing going forward. I would just like to see them get in. 
I'm panicking about this team, though, and whether they do get in or not. All right. All right. That's Panic of Patience. All right. Let's move on. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, it is time for Immaculate Grid. Ben will have 90 seconds to guess nine players. Can he go immaculate? Is the question. I have my doubters out there today, Alex. There's, I know, uh, I'm hearing people it. that are strongly doubting it. Six out of grid. nine was the... Over-under was set yeah. to six out of nine for me okay. today. So uh, we'll right. see. We'll see who these teams are in a second as well. Yeah, let's get the let's get the grid on the board. See what we're working with here. Okay. All right. Rockies, Kansas City, 3,000 plus strike... 3,000 stri- career strikeouts. There we go. Mets, Braves, Dodgers. Okay. Get 90 seconds on the clock. Ready, set, go. Okay. So Rockies... Uh, Mets is Jose Reyes. Um, Royals Mets. Uh, okay, let's do the 3,000 strikeouts. <laughs> Mets, 3,000 strikeouts, Justin Verlander. Braves, 3,000 strikeouts, John Smoltz. Dodgers, 3,000 strikeouts, Max Scherzer. Okay. Uh, Rockies, Braves. Rockies, Braves. Um, maybe Rafael for call. 55 seconds. Um, I'll go uh, Andres Galarraga. Um, Dodgers, Rockies, Dodgers, Royals is uh, Zach Granke. Royals, Braves, Nicky Lopez. Ooh, over that six. Um, two more, 35 seconds. Rockies, Dodgers. Rockies, Dodgers. Royals, Mets. 20 seconds. Um, um, oh, who is that pitcher? Um, left-handed pitcher. Um. Nine seconds. Um, Anderson. Tyler, Tyler Anderson. Tyler Anderson, uh, Rockies, Dodgers. Yeah, okay. All right. Not bad. Okay. Eight out of nine. I'll take eight out. I'll take eight. Twice this week, eight out of nine. Don't give me the buzzer. Eight out of nine was pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. The double buzzer. Not bad. Uh, Yeah. Mets, Royals, Carlos Beltran. Yeah. And Avi. No. 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 Oh. They're having too much fun with the buzzer. All right. All right. All right. That was pretty good. Nice try. That was not the easiest grid. Um, you went over whatever I thought you'd get. Yeah, that's a win. It's the relationships really helped me get there. Like I'm good friends with Nikki Lopez. I ah. don't think Royals, Braves, people immediately go to. Though it just he just got moved, but you know my yeah. head immediately. Oh, Nikki, you knew. Hi. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to things that make you go. Hmm. And our first one, Tommy Pham's comments on the Mets. This is fresh. Very fresh. Uh, just came out uh, in an athletic article, in an, in an athletic article, 
that Tommy Pham uh, made some comments about the Mets by saying, out of all the teams I played on, this is the least hardest working group of position players I've ever played with. He did also add that he has a lot of respect for the, for the work ethic of the team leaders, Lindor, Alonzo, and Brandon Nimmo. But least hardest working Yikes. group of position players I've ever played with. It just feels Tommy fans always stirring stuff up. There's always something. And this, you know, like he's certainly allowed to say it. it's just always yeah. Good for us. Great for us. Yeah. Gives, you know, I, I love players like this. Baseball I'm like, players give us, like to like, give us the tea. Yeah. They like give it to, to like, us, please. You know, I was talking to, um, this is a little side tangent, but baseball okay. players love to just give the stereotypical boring Tell answer me about it. and was talking to, uh, Dontrell Willis the other day about like playoffs and playoff pushes and teams looking at the scoreboard. And he was like, we are looking at the scoreboard Every second. Oh, yeah. And then when asked, it's, ah, we're not concerned about what other teams are doing. We're worried about ourselves. He's like, no, you're not. Uh -uh. So, like, having players, like, actually come out and say things, whether, you know, Tommy Pham's done, you know, the fantasy football slap last year. Like, there's a lot coming out from him. But to come out and say this, just rather uh, eye-opening comments to make about the Mets. And this was a conversation I think he had with, Lindor, and now it ended up in an athletic article about how it all came crashing and burning down for this almost half a billion dollar payroll. Yikes. Yeah. All right. Our next, uh, it's actually things that make you go, oh, or kind of want to cry. <laughs> Bruce R. Gratterall pitching in front of his mom for the first time as a major leaguer. This was a really, really cool moment. Yeah. And it gives me goosebumps even thinking about it. But uh, Bruce Dargratterall, relief pitcher for the Dodgers, came in the game. His mom was in the stands, and he gets the final out of the inning, and all of the emotions come out and hits him as he's walking off. Tears coming out. There's a split camera of him and his mom showing, and it's the first time his mom has ever seen him pitch in Major League Baseball. In fact, it's the first time in seven years that they have seen each other because of, you know, things going on in Venezuela and she just hasn't, it just hasn't been able to happen. And for her to be in the stands there and get to see him pitch and for him to be pitching in a major league game, get the last out of an inning. And then within five seconds, it all hits him. Yeah. I got goosebumps right now. I know. I, I really do. I don't know if you can see him. These cameras are pretty incredible. So you might be able to you see my goosebumps on, on here, but it is, uh, it's, it's really cool. And that was a really special moment. And I'm really happy that um, I thought everybody did it. I thought everybody handled the situation great. Obviously, Bruce Starr let the emotions hit him. Uh, the camera crew to have that ready and the split yeah. screen and everything there. And then Dave Roberts in the dugout, just as he was getting in the dugout, just brought him in and they like cried on each other's yeah. shoulders in the middle of the game. I, it was it was an awesome moment. And uh, yeah, it just makes me smile. Did you see the video of when he actually got to see her at the airport? So he went to pick her up from the airport that. Uh -uh. and that was like the first time that he saw her in no, seven years. And they're both just hysterically crying uh, in the airport. The Dodgers it. have it on their social media channels, but it is the whole, the whole experience. I mean, I can't even imagine not seeing your mom for seven years and then to have a moment like that. And just, just knowing everything that she sacrificed is what yeah. he talked about and just how special it is. Yeah to have her here is extremely special. Yeah. Oh, you oh do here's have the it. video. Here it. it is. Oh, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Seeing his mom Look for the first time. Look at how big you are, my love, she said. In seven years. And then the, this is awesome. Look at that. Oh, just, my yeah, gosh. Hysterically just, crying. 
Yeah, hysterically yeah, a crying. reunion. Ah, uh, this is awesome. What a cool you story. You look beautiful. Like she uh, just keeps telling him how great he looks and how like how much she loves him. Yeah. That is really cool. You're what so a, big and beautiful, Poppy. What an awesome <laughs> story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, if you can see it, I go check go check it out on the Dodgers social media channels. Yeah. All right, moving on to our next things that make you go, hmm. Ronald Acuna Jr. hit two home runs on Acuna bobblehead night. Of course he did. I yeah. always feel like players like show out on their bobblehead nights. And I was it this year or last? Cal Raleigh came on. It was I think it was early this year. Cal Raleigh came on, and the Mariners had uh, a big Cal dumper. Raleigh, yeah, big dumper bobblehead night. And he wasn't in the lineup for it. And I said, I was like, dude, what, what the hell? You're not in the lineup for your bobblehead night. And he, you could see it in his face. He's like, yeah, I wasn't happy about that. <laughs> and Women. it made it good. Rightfully yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Acuna has a bobblehead night. Uh, I think it was a first pitch. First pitch. He hits a homer, ends up hitting two homers in the game. Uh, just marching closer and closer and closer to his MVP award. And uh, just, it's cool. I love yeah. when stuff like that happens. There's the bobblehead. It's oh, so it was sick. of the bat flip. It's it was, a bat flip. It's, that's you a need great bobblehead. I do need one of those. Hey, Braves, can I have a Ronald Acuna can, bobblehead, Can you send please? us two of those? <laughs> please. Please. All right. Moving on to our next things that make you go, hmm. Rockies fan dressing up as Steve Bartman. This Rockies fan doesn't just dress up like Steve Bartman. He looks like Steve oh, Bartman. Oh, it's, it's a full character it transformation. Was, he did a great job. I feel like most everybody knows the iconic Steve Bartman look from down the left field line at Wrigley during the playoffs and the blue hat with the the headphones on and the turtleneck and yep. this guy the at the Rockies game they were playing the Cubs showed up behind home plate <laughs> looking exactly like Steve Bartman if you're watching you can see the picture up but uh yeah he did a great job great That's job a great get up not easy to find those they're like old school headphones a green turtleneck yep Quite the, quite the process to pull that together. All right, moving on to Kyle Schwarber on track to become the first player ever with 40 home runs, 100 RBI, and hit under 200. This is going. This is potentially the the craziest season we have ever seen. Yeah, and it's it's not the best season we've ever seen. I mean, I, I said this yesterday. There could be an argument. For like, this is the greatest leadoff season of all time. And I get that's an extreme, but so would this. Yeah. This is the worst season for a leadoff hitter of all time. And you look up and he's going it, to, it's, I don't even, I've never seen anything like, well, of course I haven't. It's never happened. Yeah. He's going to hit close to 50 homers, mm -hmm. driving over a hundred runs and not hit 200 on the season. It is the least stereotypical leadoff season. That's what, that's what he's this either is. hitting it out of the ballpark or he's getting out. This certainly isn't the least, the worst season for a leadoff yeah. hitter, but what it is, is the, the least stereotypical season in the history Strangest? of major league baseball for a leadoff hitter. I it's, it's wild. And it's a guy that you don't like in the playoffs, him leading off. I just remember last year, like playing the Phillies that leadoff batter, like, he will swing at the first pitch and he yeah. can hit it 500 feet. Yeah. He almost hit a homer 500 feet the other day. I mean, it, it, I just, Shore bombs. I don't even know what to say besides this makes me go, hmm? Yeah. He's doing what? Yep. I mean, just as many, it's, I, I don't know exactly where it is right now, but for a while it was basically 
just as many singles as homers and RBI total is now over a hundred while hitting under 200. Wow. Yep. What a season. I don't know what it means, what a but season. just what a season. That's all I got. What a season. All right. On to our <laughs> next things that make you go. Hmm. The Tampa Bay Rays unveil plans for a $1.3 billion stadium in St. Petersburg. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Why are you still in St. Pete, Tampa I, Bay Rays? This is Tampa Bay Rays. I, Build the stadium in Tampa Bay. For years now, have been saying, because the Rays get a really bad rap, not the Rays themselves, the, the, the fans yeah. get a bad rap because you watch a, sta- a game at the Trop and there's not many fans there and it's never sold out. And, you know, even opening day struggles to get sellouts. They have to put the tarp up in the upper deck and yeah, but it's not the fans. And what it is, if you've ever been is it's just a nightmare to get to. It's not and in Tampa Bay. There's like, there's like one way in one way out from Tampa. If you want to go to St. Pete, exactly. It's not Tampa. Yeah. It's St. Pete. So you have to go over the bridge. And if it's a weekday, or we tra- traffic is a Insane. nightmare. And then when you do get there, the stadium's not the uh, the most fun experience. No. So this will help. And I do acknowledge that it's not just the stadium. They're building an experience around it. Like, like what the Braves did with the battery. So nice, but it doesn't alleviate the location problem. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it will help with fans and attendance. It, of course it will. It's going to be great, but why not? Sports teams do well in Tampa. Yeah, they do. The the Lightning do great. The the Bucks, there's such good passionate sports fans in Tampa and Florida gets a bad rap in general for being sports fans, but but really I I do think there's a really good opportunity no longer, but for and them like minor league team or spring training facilities out there too, right? So there is baseball in Tampa yeah. Bay. Yeah, the Tampa Yankees. Yeah. The Tampa Yankees play there. Um yeah, I just think they should have built it somewhere in Tampa, like on Duh. the water, but they, it didn't happen. Just makes me scratch my head. I'm excited to see this, and I'm sure they're going to do a great job, and it's going to look beautiful, and more fans will come. I just would have liked to see something in in like downtown Tampa. It'd be so cool. But Makes sense when you're called the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, they... You remember what uh, when this stuff started happening with the Rays and we started talking at expansion talks, Rob Manfred came out and said, we're not going to start talking expansion until the A's figure out their situation and the Rays figure out their situation. So maybe we're going to start having those expansion talks. Here we go. Maybe. Nashville, baby. Yeah. All right. On to our next things that make you go, hmm. Blue Jays pitcher Yusei Kikuchi (laughs) only, in quotes, got 11 hours of sleep. So Only. Yusei Kikuchi came out of the game the other night due to like, cramping and stuff and just didn't feel his best ends up coming out of the game. And when asked after the game, he said it may have been because he only got 11 hours of sleep last night instead of his usual 13 or 14 hours. That's hibernation. He hibernates (laughs) every night and that is impressive. Yeah, that is. That's impressive. I don't, that's a lot of sleep. It's a lot of sleep. Uh, also, shout out, he went to uh, Shohei's high school, Hanamaki Higashi High School in hmm. Japan. So uh, when you go, go to that high school, you see like a lot of his stuff. And they get up really early. So what time is he going to bed? <laughs> right? 
5 p.m. dinner, 5.30 bedtime. <laughs> Wake oh. up at six and do it all again. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, that was, it was just a funny, you know, like it, it wasn't like a, it was seriously said. Like, yeah. yeah. I only got my, I only got 11 hours last night. I was like, oh, okay. Strange. Yeah. Strange. All right. We got one more things that make you go. Hmm. Nick Castellano scares John Crook. This was great. Uh, just to set the scene, I'm going to, we'll, we'll play the, the sound in a second, but just to set the scene here, bottom of the ninth. Yeah. Tie baseball game in Atlanta against the Braves. One out. Okay. And there is a fly ball with a runner on third down the right field line in foul territory, about medium depth. So like, should he drop it? Should he let it go? Well, the announcers had quite the field day with this. So to explain it, let's just take a listen to the broadcasters first. Didn't start today. Fly ball, right field. Castellanos is over. Near let foul go, territory. Go, what should go. he do? He makes no. the catch. Coming home is Williams. The throw to the plate. It's a beauty. Yes. He is out yeah. of home plate. What a throw by Castellanos to get Nick, uh, get Luke Williams. Let it go. Let it go. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he after the game, himself. so he ends up throwing out the run at home to end the bottom of the ninth inning. Uh, John Crook did not want him to catch. it. He thought it was too deep and that he wouldn't be able to throw him out at the plate. And that would end the ball game. It'd be a walk off yeah. sack fly. He wanted it to just drop for a, a strike or a foul ball. Nick Cassiano said after the game that he was going to drop the ball until the very last moment and the voice in his head told him to catch it. He said he typically hears the voice only when he's hitting. Good timing. And then he said, in quotes, he's evil. Cassianos. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. I love Nick. I love he's he's awesome. And uh, yeah, that was just funny to hear. Let it go. Let it go. No. Yes. Yeah. Just a roller coaster of emotions. Probably all the fans at home too. Probably. That same. Yeah. Probably. Same Because it wasn't, it wasn't super deep, but he was no. running to his left. So he was going to have to, and did like spin move out of did it to great. get his momentum going back Crushed in the right it. way. It was a perfect play. It was beautiful. Perfect throw. It was great, but that's what it took. A perfect throw and, and a perfect catch and throw. That wraps up things that make you go, hmm, and leads us to our tale of the tape. Rangers against the Mariners, which is a battle for the AL West. Both of these teams have the exact same record right now and play each other two of their last three series of the season. So it comes down to this. Who wins these series will most likely be moving on and making it yep. into the postseason. So Ben and I are going to go through, pick which offense, defense, manager, starters, and bullpen we think is going to have a better series. So let's get started with the offense. Who you got? Uh, Rangers for me. The Rangers have a great offense. They have all year long. It's been one of the better offenses in baseball. Seager and Simeon at the top. Uh, yeah, for me, it's it's hands down the Rangers. Yeah, I also took the Rangers. Now that they have their guys back and healthy, they have a more complete one through nine lineup. You mentioned Seager, but they also just got Josh Young, Adoles Garcia back. And numbers wise, they're top three in the league in almost every offensive stat. There you have it. So Rangers. Defense. Uh, de got? Defense. I went with the Rangers. Um, I've talked about it, but I really like what Julio's done out in center field this year. He's become like an elite center fielder out there, which is uh, really cool to see. But I just think uh, as a whole, 
Yeah. Uh, I think this is the Rangers. I think they do a really good job defensively all around. And uh, Alex, I'm looking forward to hearing the numbers here. Yep. I also went with the Rangers okay. and they are actually top three in most of the defensive oh, stats wow. as well. Yeah. Their fielding percentage are second in major league baseball errors committed. They're second fewest in major league baseball, uh, third most double plays turned and uh, third best defensive rating. So again, anything can happen, especially when it's down to the wire. These last, this last couple series of the season, everyone's got to show up. Yeah. Everyone has to show up. All right. Let's move to managers who you got. Uh, I went Bruce Bochy Mm -hmm. and the Rangers there as well. Uh, I just, Bruce Bochy is a legend and has won multiple world series with the giants. Been there, done that. Yeah. Turned this team, the Rangers into a, a really good team this year. I love the fire. I, I I like Bruce Bochy a lot. Uh, I also like Scott Service, but not the he's not the managerial legend that Bruce Bochy is. So I went with him. Yeah, I also went with Bruce Bochy. I mean, as everything you just mentioned, but it's also you, ha- you can't pick against a guy who's a three-time World Series winner, NL Manager of the Year, and what he's done with this Rangers team to keep them in the playoff hunt. I mean, obviously they had a, a pretty gnarly stretch where they almost blew it. Yeah, they're still kind of in it, but. Yeah, going with uh, going with Rangers here. Yeah. Let's go to let's go to starters. Who you got? Uh, I'm going with the Mariners here. I love the Mariners rotation. Uh, I think this is what can can help them and carry them through the playoffs. I still believe if they get in, uh, they will be able to do some damage in the playoffs and have the potential to be a, a, a Cinderella type story where they could make a deep playoff run. And it's because of all those guys they have in the rotation: Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby. Uh, they've been, they've been really good. So I'm going to go, uh, Mariners starting pitching. I also went Mariners starting pitching. I mean, it's I hard when this is Texas lost two of their aces this season and Mariners top two in a lot of the starting rotation stats. And when I went through looking at the matchups, probable matchups, Texas still hasn't said who's going Saturday or Sunday. Okay. So not too much to go off of here, yeah. but yeah. Going Mariners. Let's yeah. go to bullpen. Who yeah, I see where this is going. We're going to have all the same picks here. The Mariners bullpen is really good. The Rangers bullpen is really bad. And thus is why I picked. Thus is why. Thus, I picked the Mariners. Are I you live picked, over there? Kind of. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please take the camera off of me so I can take a sip of water. Um, I also went with the Mariners for the bullpen. Great. Yeah. The Rangers stink. I know the bullpen's bad. I know. Um, okay. I will give you this though. I would like to take the Mariners on the road at the Rangers in okay. this series. If you're willing to take the Rangers. I'm willing. I won last week. I yep. don't remember that. Yeah, you do. But did you, you win don't. because you were sick? So who really I did won? win. Doesn't matter. I still picked <laughs> it. Um, Kershaw went great. Yeah, which you told take, me I was crazy for taking. So hmm. I'll take the Mariners in this series. Uh, Let's go. I, I would, I, I don't, I actually wasn't. Yeah, I know the Rangers have three of five for me, but I think the the Mariners pitching is exponentially better, and I would pick them over the Rangers to get into the playoffs right now. So I'm taking the Rangers. I'm taking the Mariners in this series. Alex will be taking the Rangers in this series. It is in Texas and Dallas, well, Arlington, and uh, it should Let's be go. the start of a great last weekend series between life. these two. Yeah, this is going to be two weekends a fun in a row. Finish. Yep. Uh, that does it. That's it. Hail the tape. Happy Friday weekend. episode. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Saturday with Smoltz tomorrow. Make sure you check that out. And also, I had Smoltz on tomorrow. 
Tom Glavin on Wednesday. Again, if you haven't listened to Wednesday's episode, if you are a fan of the game of baseball at all, and you just love hearing old school legends telling hysterical old school stories of different players and managers back in the day, listen to that one. Stories of Bobby Cox, Deion Sanders, John Smoltz, Greg Maddox, a hysterical ejection story. It was great. Go back and listen to that one Wednesday, Saturday with Smoltz tomorrow. But for this Friday episode, that does it, my friends. Make sure you're subscribed anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. You can watch uh, everything there. We're also on all the other social media. But that does it for this Friday episode. Enjoy the weekend, my friends. Peace.